I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to the Watford Buzz podcast, Matt Messiano and Jordan Weimer this afternoon. No Tom Bedell, it's his turn to be out injured, uh, but hopefully he'll be back very soon. Um, Jordan, not probably the most interesting game that we're going to be talking about this season, but um, a defeat. It was disappointing for more reasons than one, but why don't we get into it? Uh, what was your uh, opinion of the, of, of the game against Stoke? It, yeah, it felt it felt like a little bit of a uh, a back step, perhaps in in development of the of this team that we're this new look Watford team. Uh, it wasn't a great game, obviously overall, but um, you know it's an interesting one. I think it's not all negative, and I think what what happens with with these sorts of games, we're going to have a few of them, I would imagine, and I, I think there's probably a little bit of. Uh, little bit of hangover from last season when it comes to to opinion on them you know that we saw a lot of games similar to to the sort of display we saw at Stoke on Saturday or some similar elements which which maybe we're a little bit more sensitive to because we've been treated to too many of those over the last couple of years um wasn't quite our best but you know again without being too cliche about it, it is a, a learning experience for for a relatively young group that are looking to uh, to kind of change and evolve in in how they play football, so yeah, difficult one. But there's still there's still stuff to take from it and, and stuff to look into, definitely. Mm. Um, what for boss Val Ishmael said after the game that uh, they were missing their identity in the first half, which um, suggests that he feels like they've already created one, which is good. What um what what did you make of that? No, I think it's true. I mean, I, I think it's something we've given credit to as well. You know. He, 
they've they've done a they've done a good job the the coaching staff of of getting across their ideas quickly quickly you know the fact that we even consider them to have an identity which i think we probably do after the first two you know three games including the cup um we have a way of playing a style of playing that we can we can see come through quite early and it's been it's been promising and i, I think he's he's correct they did kind of stray away from that a little uh, and you know maybe we Maybe we kind of overlook how quickly we've we've adapted to that and and adjusted and you know made some some relative improvement because you you can talk about success or failure but regardless of both of those things we've we've struggled to see any sort of real clear kind of philosophy coming through on the pitch so you know three games in if it's not perfect and it's it's not unexpected and if anything I was you know a little bit surprised that we were able to to look as proficient or at least kind of as as well drilled and have the understanding that we we did have in those first two so you know there'll be some questions that need to be answered and I was a little bit surprised we didn't kind of maybe maybe make a few adjustments to to kind of maybe translate the the kind of new style of play into something a little bit more practical for the game that we had in front of us but again that might be something we change as time goes on. A few players received a bit of criticism after that game um, one of those was James Morris what was your opinion of his performance that that afternoon i mean you know I, who, who knows what the condition the player was he obviously went off with an injury but um but it wasn't it wasn't his best game probably that well that's the worst of the three that, he, that he's played for sure but it wasn't terrible he got he got beaten by a strong player on the right we, we pointed that out before the game you know it's a the, the right wing back right back positions a, a real position of threat for for stoke and we know he's a good player so could he have done better? Definitely, but uh, nothing that I would say deserves kind of singling out and, and over criticism. I'm, I'm still overall impressed with with what we've seen from Morris this season. That's coming from someone that was, you know, relatively negative on him last season. I think he's improved his game significantly, and this is just one where he didn't really kind of live up to the most recent performances. But again, neither did neither did quite a few other players in the pitch, but. You know, he he got beaten a couple of times. He got pushed off the ball a couple of times. He turned the ball over a little bit too much. But there, there were still parts of his game that that weren't terrible. It's not something that I'd be overly concerned about, especially as well. We have to remember we have got um, some depth at left back to potentially come in in the next couple of weeks as well. So not a disaster in my opinion. Mm. Although that position at the minute that we've got a couple of injured bodies in that in that left back position now. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, it seems that we're looking or waiting for, for Jamal Lewis to get to full fitness. He had a calf injury, which he's you know, seemingly picked up in training, but relatively short term. Um, again, I don't think it's anything to be too, too concerned about. It sounds like Morris's situation isn't that desperate either. I mean, I, it was weird that I saw Cramp was being potentially discussed as a an issue for him because, you know, it was relatively early in the game. Mm. But... Um, yeah, it's it, one that we haven't had too much clarification on. I'm sure we'll get someone third, or I guess the pre-match um, press conference will be Friday this week, won't it? So I guess we'll get some more information on Friday as, in, in regards to the severity of that. But um, it sounds like he's he's he should be okay. Um, and worst case scenario, I think Jeremy and Gaki is coming or getting closer to re- to returning to first team action. So um, we we should be at least able to field someone there. Mm. Oh, I. I, I suggest Semmer maybe as the as the ideal candidate in the in the Semmer, yeah. Semmer filled in for sure. Um I guess it depends kind of what what the overall plan is. But yeah, he, he did fill in and he can 
he does have that adaptability that he can, you know, get involved in different positions. We've seen him play left back, and then we've seen him play left back probably more times than we'd like as Watford fans, given our kind of tendency to 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 go ahead with an understrength left back left back position for large parts of the season. Mm. Uh, another player who came in for a little bit of criticism was Vakun Bayo, despite despite the fact that he's already scored two this season. He he's been missing a couple of good opportunities and and maybe not getting involved as much as as was in the case of Stoke City. But he also wasn't being fed that well, particularly on, in Stoke either. So I don't know if how much criticism can really be laid at his door. I think probably the criticism probably lays it at, uh, at Ishmael for. Um, leaving him in place when you know we have Healy on the bench that doesn't seem to be getting an opportunity at the moment yeah I mean I find the criticism of Bayo a little bit harsh he's not a perfect striker by any means he's not exactly a complete forward but his link-up play wasn't bad um I, I thought he got into good positions again he you know made two key passes he did get on the ball 28 times which you you'd want your striker to get involved a little bit more but I mean, to be honest with you, as you say, he didn't really get a ton of opportunities. He didn't have a single shot in the game. And a lot of that was down to the fact that he wasn't really played into position to, to kind of get shots away. It wasn't that he wasn't getting into good spots. It was just he wasn't being found. So, you know, he didn't have a great game. He didn't exactly turn it around and, and find a way to get on the ball particularly well and, you know, dominate the game and take it kind of by the scruff of the neck and, and force chances for himself. But he's not that sort of striker. We know he's not. Um, it, it's, it's unfortunate. I think... I think if you give him the service, he he will be there in the box to capitalise. He might miss a couple, but he'll score. He will score goals. I just think that he's not going to offer you an absolute ton outside of that. So, you know, don't expect him to pick up the ball on the you know half halfway and other pitch and, and and carry it forward and and link up in that way. But yeah, it, it's it's a little bit unfortunate in terms of Healy though. You know, the comments from Ismail, which I actually missed during they originally posted. I'm not sure if you saw those, Matt, but Ismail was asked about um he, about Reece Healy. This is in relation to the fact that he's his confidence issues uh, after his yeah, injury, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, just in case someone didn't see those essentially I'm paraphrasing, but the the kind of comments were that, you know, Healy's had a big injury, he's not fully trusting his knee yet, and what I'd interpret that as meaning is he's perhaps not playing at the intent, playing at the level, or putting himself kind of putting himself into the positions that you'd expect him to be in? Maybe because he's going a little bit cautious on the knee, not quite, you know, not quite as aggressive in terms of twisting and turning and so on. Perhaps Ismail feels that the the off the ball work might be a little bit compromised by the hesitancy to to push that knee too too much, but you know this is part of the reason why we got Healy as we did. You know, he picked him up as a free agent. Uh, he, he's had time out. We probably knew the timeline was a little bit pushed back, and I'm sure that he's probably being involved in training and from the bench, you know, in a limited manner, but on the bench as someone to to potentially call upon. But also because there's not a ton of other options there, um, he's gonna he's gonna make that bench. So I think he's probably a little bit further behind schedule than we kind of realised. Perhaps you know we saw him get some minutes in pre-season, but. But Bayer was starting all of those games. So, you know, we have to wait and see kind of what, what the position is there. But in in a, in a strange sense, I found it somewhat comforting because it, it kind of seemed like at first that he was perhaps just not being fancied by the coach, which was almost, you know, more troubling because we just brought this guy in uh, and, and that had been disappointing. But it, see, it sounds though as though he's just not really 
in condition to to be able to or at least be relied upon at this point so we'll, we'll see but um obviously that's another position group that we're, we're expecting or hoping to to add some depth to um but again i think changing that striker around doesn't necessarily improve our chances of scoring particularly especially in games like like this one because it wasn't a case of us just not having someone finishing chances it was us struggling to create them yeah although i suppose i mean healy is one of those players who loves to have a shot from from anywhere really and as you mentioned you know the stats show that uh that bayo didn't take a shot um because that's that's his game his game is to get in the box and and, and put stuff away being be deadly but um we know that he likes to take a shot and sometimes you know i mean the old saying if you don't shoot you can't score so maybe it would have been even helpful actually to his to his confidence perhaps to give him five or ten at the end of the game i mean how else is he gonna start to bed himself in and feel better and more confident if he's not getting a few minutes here or there to you know to start but it's a strange one yeah i think it's i mean the problem with the issue with acls is such a it's such a debilitating injury it takes you out for so long you know you're missing a whole season if you get one at minimum um especially when you've had two it's hard to overcome that kind of mental brick wall of of doing it again and missing more time you know at his age Mm. another another acl that's that's a potential career ender and it's not even it can be an element of subconscious and and so on it's just it's difficult it's it's hard to it's hard to come back and play the exact same way because you don't you don't have that freedom you know when you're young you think you never get hurt you never get injured but you know he's 28 had two big injuries it's it's difficult to change that um and it's also at the same the same token though it's also a strange one to be uh to be kind of discussed from from a head coach's standpoint because generally those things really kind of aren't especially when he is on the bench and he has had some minutes in preseason so maybe it's not quite as simple as as what Ismail's saying or maybe he's just kind of using that as a, a kind of some sort of tactic to to get Healy just to step it up a little bit but you know he he we, we, we want to see more from him um he obviously didn't have a great when he has played for us this season he didn't have a great time you know obviously missing the penalty in the cup and so on but yeah I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing him in action when he does finally get involved I think he'll have to be at some point but you know you put, granted your point on bio is is fair you know maybe other strikers will be able to influence the kind of creativity or creation a little bit more. I think one of the big issues in this one is we were quite deep for, for large portions of the, portions of the game. We we controlled the ball quite a lot. We weren't as penetrative when it comes to getting the ball into forward positions. Uh, Bio's average position was quite a lot deeper than we've been used to seeing um, for him, which you know, isn't ideal for him, as we say. We need him kind of in the box. And he was not able to get as many touches in the box as, as he's been able to previously. And that, that obviously is a big issue for him. Um, we just weren't able to, to kind of get that ball forward despite possession. Stoke were quite direct. Um, the back three were pretty good. The wing backs helped out nicely and they had good balance. And I think that was something we struggled to really overcome um, and, and really break down. We weren't as incisive as we as we have been. I think also too the uh, I thought the change in, in in midfield number six, seeing Jake Livermore in there, we, we did lose a little bit um, of, of pace and tempo on the ball. I thought, which mm. is. You, know, you you might consider a little bit surprising considering the the first option is Serialta, but I did think there was a slight difference. He started off okay, but I thought he kind of his performance worsened as the game went on. Yeah. Not that he was terrible, but just the fact that he didn't really elevate us. You know, it, it was it was something that improved in the second half. 
um, the subs that we made were, were good subs and it, it did change the energy of the game. Yeah, Kayembe um, came on for him and, and looked better, I thought. Yeah, I think the th- I think the thing is, you know, we I think we moved away from the the shape and the structure a little. You know, we KMB kind of did occupy that deeper position certainly, but it was a different kind of mechanism than what we've seen with Livermore and Syriata. It wasn't as disciplined in terms of I don't mean disciplined necessarily defensively, but I mean from a possession standpoint too. We are going to occupy that space to pick up recycle quickly you know Kembe was was knocking it a little bit longer he was driving with a forward with the ball a little bit more um it was different but he was playing that deeper role uh, i think coinciding with the fact that you know ince came on and whilst he did you know give the ball away a couple of times he actually did get into good positions going forward and carried the ball forwards too same with uh, same with georgie when he came on as well he was able to drive forward and there was that one opportunity where he kind of slipped it to his left and played in Espria, who was able to get cut inside and shoot. But I think the option to the right to Ince seemed like a kind of nailed on goal, really, onto Ince and just use the inside of his left foot and slot home. I think that was kind of a guaranteed finish there. Um, but things did improve. And I think that's kind of something we have to think about there is that the first half was very average. The second half was mixed. But we did see elements in the second half, which, you know, that at least we saw a difference where other games in previous seasons, especially last season, we would have probably kind of fizzled out and not really had too much of a flash apart from the odd Jao Pedro or Ismail Asar moment. So, yeah, not all negative, but um, certainly justification for a little bit of concern. And, you know, a few question marks of a players that I'd say until this game were almost kind of nailed on to star, or at least you could, you know, couldn't really make too many arguments as to as to them not starting. But now I think you've got a few a few positions you could you could question. You know, you could look at someone like uh even Tom Debbie Bashiru, Ken Semmer, um, the mm. fullbacks. You know, you can you can look at these players and say, well, is that position justified or is there someone else on the bench that could come up and, and not and take that starting spot and perhaps uh perhaps kind of nail it down for themselves. It was also the first time we got an opportunity to see Tom Ince as well. He came on late in the game for Martins. Uh, what did you make of him? thought he looked pretty lively um as i said there's a couple a couple of moments where he lost the ball this kind of back to goal and came short came home a little bit to to receive and just kind of got turned over which wasn't great but uh he was looking for the ball uh he played a nice ball into the box at one point he wanted that ball on the right hand side just to kind of drift in and again i think he i really feel confident he would have scored had 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 i went to say georgie's full name there and just lost it mid mid sentence i'm gonna <laughs> stick with georgie for now um just kind of knocked it into his path it would have been I'm pretty confident within the goal but yeah he he was fine and I think you know adding that adding that dimension as an attacker something a little bit different I like the fact that he can also play centrally too I'd actually be really interested to see him that in that central position as well maybe playing as at number eight um but yeah I thought he was he was good um and in first appearance of the season didn't feature too much in pre-season it's not you know surprising that he wasn't kind of you know come screaming out of the gates or anything but yeah I thought he was fine he kind of offered what I hoped he would do and I, I'm, I'm sure whilst I don't think I don't think he'll start the next game I'm, I'm sure that he'll definitely be involved in in some capacity and I think it's a useful tool to have yeah absolutely finished 1-0 in the end but could it have been 1-1 Jordan there was that moment where Chak Vitazzi found himself in the box turned looked like he'd been uh, you know, taken out a bit and the referee waved it away. No penalty given. What did you think? 
Yeah, it's. I mean, the the first the first viewing, Chuck Vitalis kind of like takes that little touch inside, and it looks like the tray and leg kind of just sweeps his foot. But I think it might have been a little bit soft unless all the other angle. Um, it is a good carry the ball, and you know it shows what what he can do. I thought he was definitely more on at this game when he came on than the previous one against Plymouth. But oh, I I don't think it was a pen. What do you think? Well, I mean, I've only seen one angle, and it looked to me like it like it was a penalty. But uh, mm. I've probably seen the well, one it, angle that that you saw that you agreed with me on, but uh, not the other one. So. Well, maybe you're right to ask with you. It's hard to say. It's it's a it's a close one, and. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a difficult one to call. I think I can it's like that when you wish VAR team. was around, but uh, on the whole, I'm pleased yeah. it's not. But. No, I agree. It's it's yeah, it's it's, it's a tough one. But you know, it, even aside from the penalty, it could have easily been one all. You know, it was, it was a pretty close game, and I think honestly, a draw was probably a, would have been a fairer reflection of the performance of both teams. I don't think Stoke were particularly good. I just think we weren't particularly either. Obviously. You know, the goal that they slotted away was a really nice touch and finish, um, which is you know, something we just didn't have that that kind of conversion that we needed at the right time. But Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, I, I don't think you could you could have argued too much had we come away with that. I mean, just looking at a couple of numbers here as well. Obviously, performance we we could see was was pretty close. It's pretty evident, but um, you know, whilst we, we dominate the ball, but you know, thirteen shots to ten, we had three on target. They had two xg zero point eight seven for Stoke to our zero point six five. It's it's not it's by no means a dominant performance. Uh, yeah, just just one of those games which. You know, a different day, it could have been better and even just a slight increase in performance levels and we, we could have won that one. You know, even if we saw kind of a little bit, if that second half was spread across, you know, both halves, we might have had a uh, a much different outcome. So, yeah, it's a tough one, tough one to take, but 
I mean, I think we just have to kind of still try to remain somewhat objective and and see how it plays out because you know it's not it's not the end of the world three games in. It's just one of those that does hurt a little bit, especially for the away fans that have gone down there and expecting something a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I'm just actually looking right now. You know, just we 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 discussed. Sorry, just to shoot back to Bayo for a second, but. Um, you know, one touch in the box in that game, and that's that's not that's not kind of where you want Bio, is it? You want him getting multiple touches in the box. That's where he's going to score from. You're not really going to see him scoring from outside the box. So, if you can get the ball to him just once in the entire an entire game, you know that's not not really what we're looking for 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 him there. But anyway, yeah, Val has got on record as saying that he's looking for another number nine. Um, I'm not sure how. Bayo feels about that, but uh, that is the case. Um, and you can see, you know, even from the bench, you know, he, he doesn't clearly feel like Healy's ready. He had Collins on the bench as well. Um, I mean, the, the most recent story that we that we've heard is uh, Keenan Davis has been has been talked about as someone who could potentially come back. What what would you make of that, Jordan? I think he's I think he's nailed on for Hull, it sounds like now though. Yeah, um, you think that's happening now? Okay. Yeah, it sounds sounds like which actually for a very uh, the 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 fee reported is one million, which is a stark contrast to the uh ten to fifteen guaranteed that we had for him and we got promoted <laughs> last season. Um you know, I think Keenan Davis is uh, whilst I think he would have performed better in this in, in this system, this style of play, I think he's actually quite a useful asset. I just don't I don't trust him to be on the field enough. Um yeah. You know, I think we we could be looking in a different direction now. You know, we've had there's been other links that that have been around. Obviously Nicholson from from Spartak, yeah. which is one. Yeah, that's one um, that's come up recently. Uh but clearly, you know, we're looking for a, a particular type and I think that's that's one we identified well right at the beginning when when Ismail came in, you know, he's got a we've seen some adaptation in terms of his his approach, his system and the way he's playing, but you know, in, in terms of giving you that flexibility tactically you know you, you want to have a player that offers you a different dimension in attack and you know that even kind of goes into what we just said about Bayo. you know you want someone that can perhaps whilst maybe not giving you like a a, a much better goal threat they can be involved more in creation and, and give you kind of that overall influence of having someone that can can change the game in a different way you know hold up play but also just linking play and and getting involved and getting others into goal scoring positions we have offensive talent we just need to kind of get in a position where they can utilise it and, and sometimes we might need that. And I think this game against Stoke was probably one of those. Whilst, again, I'm not going to be a, mat- a massive kind of, oh, give a lot of criticism to to, to buy for that performance. But had you had an option that was, was a little bit different and perhaps could give you a different style of play there, you might have been able to find other ways to to break the team down or even retain the ball in areas that Bayer wasn't able to because that, that back three did kind of dominate him and it was... Uh, yeah, an unfortunate one. So that that position, we one that we seem to be chasing, and mm. it's been a little bit quiet, as have all deals uh, this this summer in terms of kind of leaking news and whatnot. But um, definitely one we're working on, and we've had a few. I think I think Leventhal, Adam Leventhal has, has tweeted about Nicholson at some point. Uh, that talks were were ongoing, mm. uh, nothing agreed, but we're we're interested. So that seems like a potential one. Yeah. As well as the other links we've also heard yeah. as well. The Sorry Cabo one is definitely over now. He's signed for Las Palmas uh, for mm-hmm. reported 1.3 million, which seems quite a low figure. I'm surprised that that we didn't want to contend with that kind of uh, transfer fee. Maybe we just didn't feel ultimately that he was the right uh, right person for the for the job. But 
Yeah, I think they liked him. I think it's also an element of you know he want that's where he wants to go. I mean, he it is La Liga versus Championship. I mean, if you're a, if you're a player, well, you, you you want to play in the highest league you can, right? So it's La Liga versus Championship. Um, it's also you know what's the contract situation? Should the club accept the offer? You know, the club's just one aspect of it. That's just to give you the you know the ability to talk to the player and yeah. You know, he's La Liga the Championship also Las Palmas to Watford is also a I mean, would you rather be on, on, on the island or in <laughs> Las Palmas? And, <laughs> yeah, I know where I'd like to be. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. That's just that's just the nature of things. And to be honest with you, I don't I don't given the given the position we're in, I, I don't want us to, to be going out and kind of overspending on these players. You know, sorry Cab is a good player and he would have he would have helped us for sure, but there are other options and I'd rather us be a little bit more precise. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's a weird, it's a weird one for me because I, I'm going to say I don't want them to rush the decision, even though ideally I'd have liked this decision made before the, uh, the preseason started. But now they've waited this long. Come on, guys, just give it a bit, give it a bit, bit longer. Let's see what the Premier League teams are going to do. Let's see if there's anyone available who can. I mean, that key for more link hasn't gone away yet. I'm still, I'm still no. hopeful. It's potential. Well, I think that that is one of the, the one of the ones, isn't it? Where if it was to happen, it's going to be towards the end of the window, and you know, this is just the thing. Like we've, I've seen quite a few people discuss, you know, comparing us to other clubs, how we're spending money, how we're spending money that we've come, that's come in, and there've been a lot of misquotes in regards to how much money in terms of cash flow we've had come in this season. Obviously, we know it's not going to be all up front, and we've had other other fees to pay off, and the, the ownership have decided to to use some of that money in, in specific ways. And that's kind of what we asked for. You know, a lot of people wanted the rebuild and that word's been thrown about for years. We've definitely moved players on. We've definitely kind of, you know, had to, to restructure some things. And whilst you could make some arguments, we could be more aggressive in the window at times. I think this is a multi, you know, it is for sure a multi-window project. And I think we do need some more support in terms of bringing some players in. They might be a little bit later than we want them, but I, I do think we ultimately will get some some depth in there. It might not be the ideal targets, but you know you compare us to those teams that are bringing players in the you know, the Coventries and the Stokes uh, and, and so on that have, that have kind of you know, made some of these deals and especially kind of in the in the striking department. But these are teams that these are teams that have had to cut the cloth accordingly, had to to restructure and put themselves into a position where they are financially at a point where if money does come in for a player, they are able to reinvest more. So, you know, we've, it's not simply a case of us selling Jao Pedro and we can spend a percentage of that money easily. We have to, we have to balance everything out and we're not, we're not in a position of, you know, years of, of transition or, or even starting off from a, a place of turmoil that brings you up to where you are now in a relatively stable position to go out and spend. It's a it's a much different environment for us and we, we kind of have to react accordingly. I don't think we've done bad in the market necessarily, but we, we could do with some help. And as I said, I do think it will come just perhaps a little bit later and we have to try and remain objective. You can still have frustration and we'll, we'll judge it when the window's really done. Um, but yeah, it, it's one that it's one that's a, a little bit contentious, but I think we just kind of have to see how it plays out for now. But yeah, again, I think I think the strike will be done in the next couple of weeks. Val's also said he's looking at centre back as well, particularly left sided. Yeah, I think we're incredibly weak there actually as it happens. You know, Siriata's kind of got a bit of a, a dual role in the sense that he can be cover for or a, a starter in midfield or centre back or you know, or cover for both, depending on the situation. 
Um, and then you kind of look at the, the other options in Porteous Hoot. You're kind of really looking at three starting caliber centre-backs and then a bit of an unknown in Matty Pollock. Mm. Um, any one of those centre-backs, you know, we've had some injury. We've seen Serie A already missed a game. It's a little bit of an injury history since he's been with us. It's not unexpected. Uh, you know, same with Porteous and Hoot. They're, they're more than capable of missing games themselves. So if any one of those got a long-term or even a mid-term injury, you know, you're looking at a real potential problem. So... Uh, let alone the balance of having a left-sided centre-back as, as as a rotation option too. Uh, I think it's an important one. It's probably one it seems like we'll be looking at the loan market for, um, most likely. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say it's an area of um, or area of concern. And for me personally, if we had to, if we had to start the season or had to kind of close the window now and say we're most concerned about the positional group in terms of kind of overall outlook for the season I think centre-back would be more of a concern to me than, than striker or or central midfield just purely because you have got an option to Healy coming back but also you know that, that centre-back position we you can see how quickly those guys go down and suddenly look very thin defensively and I think it's quite an important area that we have to have covered so um, hopefully that gets addressed reasonably quickly too okay. however the, the, the defensive midfield position I, I don't see us um, addressing in, in this window really I think it's probably more of a longer term project there yeah that's fair I suppose but uh, disappointing because I, I on the on the back of seeing Livermore I I don't really think we've got a player in that position there Serralta is filling in and Livermore I don't know not really up to it for me I mean maybe you look for maybe you look for solutions I mean maybe you look at you know you don't have to play with that role. You know, you can find other ways to play. You can, you can do something a little bit different and and you know change that structure somewhat to compensate if you have lack of options. Or perhaps you can even look at, you know, the flexibility of some players that haven't played there before, like we did with Syriata. So we'll, we'll see. I'm sure they'll come up with some solution. Uh, but I think Livermore is not one you want to be kind of regularly starting. I think we can all agree on that. I don't think that was really the role he was brought in for either. So. Um, we have to find something out there, but you know, there's going to be positions where we're not perfect at. There's going to be areas that we we want to improve. But if we're we're being sensible about it, and if we're approaching it approaching it from a a, kind of a smart perspective in in terms of just recruitment in general from the club, you know, I'm thinking about how we get by in certain areas. You know, we can improve, reduce that age of the squad. Um, in, in other areas too but you know let's look at these targets as, as longer term positions if we're looking to continue with a similar style of play you know regardless if, if it's Ismail leading it or not you know, let's find these targets but it's going to take a couple seasons or a couple windows to to really start to kind of improve the quality not just in depth but um, kind of leveling out that quality across the, the whole pitch where right now we've got a little bit of a mixed bag okay cool good stuff um, let's take a quick look at the championship and see how things lie. Uh, Southampton and Leicester City in the top six, probably unsurprised about that. But Ipswich, Norwich and Birmingham City doing quite well so far. Are you surprised a little bit about um, about those three? Um, I think Norwich were kind of similar to us in their kind of unknown quantity. Ipswich obviously had a lot of uh, kind of hype around them. Birmingham again been very active in the in the market, so it it's just so early, isn't it? It's tough to to really see how these things play out, and it's hard to make predictions after three games, both good or bad. But you know, you know, early signs have been good for all three of those clubs, and you know, Birmingham really kind of the the, the players they've brought in have, have continued to 
to impress. But yeah, I mean, look, we're still even so we're still around there. You know, we're not we're not far, that far off. So we shouldn't get too disheartened just yet. But um, yeah, three clubs that have definitely done well and and they're pushing even the likes of Preston too. You know, drawing two wins is also pretty solid. And then yeah other teams around it's not looking bad for them so it'll be interesting you know we've also got to look at Blackburn coming up who are on the same record as us so that's right yeah it's difficult yeah the Sunday fixture 12 o'clock kickoff what do you think about the squad for this one then could you see a few changes uh given that we've we've got the injuries that we picked up on yeah, I think I think with some players potentially coming back, and um, also just as, as we kind of touched on earlier too, this has probably been the the biggest kind of justification for you know rotating some players and, and giving some other players a chance. Uh, I think this would be the one that we will will see a couple of changes, but enforced or, or otherwise. Um, it, it's a, it's, again, it's a difficult game. Blackburn are kind of still finding their feet in the league also um, this season, so. Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity at home to to make a couple of changes and you know maybe give some chances to to those kind of supplementary guys who have who have actually performed pretty well when included, um, and some of the ones that have been starting but are not quite as involved. You know, as I touched on, someone like Tom Dudley Bashiru, for example, who's again not been bad but not exactly nailed down his spot. Mm. I wonder um, if Kone comes in for a first start this season. Yeah, I think it's possible. I thought he was brighter off the bench. Actually, there was a question. I can't, I'm sorry if I've forgotten who asked it now, but it's just come into my head as as you mentioned, Kone there. But someone did ask a question um, when we were, when I was t- when we were discussing the game during the game, I think it was or just after, and he he did say potentially a question for the pod: What does Kone offer? Um, and that I think in this team, you do look at him as an eight. I think he's a little bit more a little bit more rangy in terms of carrying the ball. Um, you ideally you want him to be a little bit of a they're not the same player, but you kind of want him to, to kind of perform a role similar to what Abdullah Decore did for us. You know, being a little bit box to box, not necessarily kind of amazing defensively, but just having that rangeness just to, to be a problem, turn over the ball and, and drive forward, be that different avenue of progression that we're, we're looking for. Mm. It's not worked out perfectly for him yet. He's been very up and down, you know, within games. It's it's, it's changing. It's it's not always clean. Um, but we saw we saw flashes last season. Um, under Chris Wilder that, that he did have something to offer and he, he does you watch him play for the national team and the way they use him is a little bit different and I think that's something that suits him you know starting from that deep, deeper position allowing him to have that little, little bit of space in the deeper role and then drive forward is a different situation here but when we talk about switching things in terms of approach uh, and, and maybe moving away from the option of Syriata or, or Livermore if you had to or if you wanted to I think Kone is one of those guys you look at that could be someone that could offer you more support deeper or, you know, even be one of the deeper players to, to kind of start attacks from and, and kind of use that that length that he has. Um, but, you know, it, it's tough. We have to see him improve. He has to be a little bit more precise and, and more consistent in possession. Uh, maybe be a little bit more positive at times. But I think that's what we expected when we signed him. You know, we, we saw... From his time in Can from his time in Canada, that he 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 lacked a bit of um, he lacked a bit of kind of quality in possession. The the physical attributes were there. And maturity as well, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, he's a young player, and that's that's something we have to accept. But honestly, I'm okay with with taking those sorts of gambles, and I'm okay with giving those guys time as well because it's how you allow them to improve and 
how you allow them to kind of develop. And I think he's he's not far off it. I just think we've not seen the best of him yet, and we've not really seen his his role kind of defined within the team yet. He's kind of there as a as an option to fill in in a in a, in a preset role in one of those eights, but. You know, if he starts to improve, he, he could be one you see who, who we might even start to adapt things to, to kind of accommodate him and, and get more out of him. I think that would probably be the way it goes with him. But I'm, I'm willing to see him from the start. You know, I think Tom, Tom Delibashiro offers you something as well. He's a much more kind of rounded midfielder. Um, but uh, I'm curious to see what it would look like with the, with the Ismail Kony start under this in this team. I also think he could offer you something off the ball a lot too. If he, again, I think starting might just help with that. But if you can, if you can see him off the ball and, and get him to work in, in the right situations and, you know, close down and be a problem. I quite like that. We saw a little glimpse of it in preseason, didn't we? Against Arsenal where he, he was, he was able to, to kind of start that press from the eight position and, and get the ball turned over and, and finish. And yeah, that's, that's what we look into to replicate with him. But Blackburn will be a, an interesting one should he start. I think that would be uh, a, a tough proposition for him, as, as I guess most of these teams are. But um, yeah, an interesting one. I, I'm curious to see. Okay, cool. Me too. Um, we'll be there then on Sunday. Uh, Jordan in spirit, watching from <laughs> from Canada. Uh, but yeah. looking forward to this one. Uh, any other business time and. Um, well, Wrexham goalkeeper, former Watford goalkeeper Ben Foster has retired for the second and probably final time of his career. At the age of 40, he's decided that uh, his performances haven't reached the level that he demands of himself. Yeah, I mean, seems me on the cards, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, credit to him for making the decision at this point, I guess. It's uh, never easy to, to make that call, I'm sure. So... Yeah, I mean, I hope Wrexham have time to, to to bring someone in. Yeah, you can get back to uh, YouTubing and uh, playing for Hashtag United or whatever else he wants to do. Do you have anything else that we need to add before we go? No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, hopefully this game will be a little bit more dynamic for us and a little bit more to go through. Um, should, be a, should be a close one. So if you go into it, enjoy it. And then we'll be back to discuss post-Blackburn about this time next week, I assume. Yep, good stuff. Sorry for the uh, slightly late delivery, but uh, we got one out there eventually. Uh, we'll be back again after the Blackburn game, hopefully talking about uh, getting back to winning ways at the Vic because uh, who enjoys a defeat? No one. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll hopefully uh, see some goals and, um, and some interesting things to talk about. Look forward to it. From myself and from Jordan, we're the Watford Buzz. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.